Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and this week our feature story is from the Ohio Agribusiness Association's annual conference. Our guest is Eric Kahn, and Eric is an attorney that specializes in OSHA, workplace safety, and the law. It's a great story. You don't want to miss it. We'll have that story and more this week in Ohio Country Today. Attention farmers, Alan Davis from Alan Davis Insurance Agency reminds you that March 15th is the deadline to buy or make changes for multi-parallel crop insurance coverage for spring crops. You can make changes, add coverages, add crops, add counties, and increase your levels of coverage. Call today and take the time to discuss multi-policy discounts and total farm protection. Alan Davis Insurance Agency. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Ready to upgrade your TMR mixer? Look no further than Kuhn Knight's lineup of mixers from your local Apple Farm Service. Kuhn Knight has the most complete TMR line on the market. Choose the renowned Real Augie mixers for superior mix quality, the Vertical Max mixer for the widest variety of feedstuffs, or the Bowtech mixer for high percentages of byproducts. The Kuhn Knight lineup of mixers at Apple Farm Service. Rodak and Midway Trailers are Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealers for fuel trailers and depth delivery systems. Thunder Creek offers versatile, reliable, and best of all legal transportation and handling for fuel and depth systems. Let us know how our teams at Midway Trailers in Rodak can get you set up and ready any time of the year. For fuel and service trailers, economy trailers, service and lube trailers, double wall trailers, split tank trailers, bulk depth trailers, and standalone depth systems for trucks. Remember Rodak and Midway Trailers, Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealer, with three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today, and joining me now is Eric Kahn. We're at the Ohio Agribusiness Association Annual Conference, and, and Eric, from a legal standpoint, you have a lot to offer uh, our visitors here today for the Ohio Agribusiness Association. Why don't we talk a little bit about what you do? So, yeah, my name is Eric Kahn. I'm one of the founding partners and the chair of the National OSHA Practice Group at Kahn Maciel Carey. Uh, I've been working with employers exclusively in the field of workplace safety and health law for over 20 years now. Uh, and in particular, with a, with a really heavy focus on, uh, on the grain industry and agriculture in particular. When I launched my practice, um, my, my own practice, uh, about a decade ago, uh, it was around the time that OSHA was really paying a lot of attention to the grain industry. So it was a natural fit for me. So I was paying a lot of attention to the grain industry as well and started working closely with the National Grain and Feed Association, uh, state affiliates like OABA uh, and others around the country in the major grain states. Uh, and helping them develop uh, compliance strategies and uh, and helping manage their interactions with OSHA when OSHA came on site to conduct enforcement inspections. Uh, I, I, I started my practice and practiced for a little more than a decade alongside the first general counsel of the OSHA Review Commission um, and, and again have practiced exclusively in this field for about 22 years and eight years ago launched Kamasiel Carey uh, as a specialty uh, OSHA law firm. Let's talk about some of those strategies that you're working with these agribusinesses about. 
Well, one in particular, the, the, the subject of our discussion today is about working inside of grain bins with energized sweep augers. Uh, that is a, um, a, a significant topic, an important practice that those in the grain industry, grain handling, have to do, uh, but one that has had something of a tortured history with OSHA on the enforcement front. Uh, and this goes back to around that period, you know, 2008, 9, and 10, uh, there was a period of time where there was a, a rash of uh, engulfment incidents. Employees were inside of grain bins uh, and getting trapped and, and, and engulfed and drowning inside of grain bins. And that was happening at the time because of a particularly um, bad series of wet harvests where grain was clumping together um, uh, and causing employees to have to go in and work extra hard to get the grain to flow out of bins um, and it created a hazardous condition. And that is when OSHA really started paying attention to that issue, obviously because there were so many incidents occurring um, and and that was the birth of the uh, grain um, uh, local and regional emphasis programs by OSHA uh, and the birth of some of these uh, significant enforcement practices by OSHA focusing on work with sweep augers and really any kind of activities inside of grain bins. So I worked with National Grain and Feed Association and, and with OSHA itself uh, to develop uh, guidance, interpretations, and to, to help develop develop a practice where employers uh, could execute the task that needed to be executed, getting inside of bins to empty the bins, but do it in a way that satisfied the OSHA regulatory framework uh, and, and, and did it safely in a time where there was a spike in, in doing it in an unsafe way. So working basically as a liaison between the two, making sure that everybody's crossing the T's and dotting the I's. What is it like working with OSHA at that standpoint, Because, or at any standpoint? Today, for example, when it comes to the Enforcement Act uh, action or, the, or what they're trying to do to enforce, when you, when you say that, what, what, are we, what are we talking about enforcement-wise? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you see sort of the roller coaster of enforcement at, at any executive agency, but OSHA, um, that, that's my bailiwick. That's what I watch, sort of administration after administration. You see the pendulum swing. We are in a Democratic administration. We are at a time where uh, OSHA has some new enforcement authority, and they're taking great advantage of it. Uh, we have now, you know, the head of OSHA used to be the head of Cal OSHA. The deputy labor secretary, this is at the federal level, used to be the labor secretary in California. So we're seeing a little bit of the Californication of, uh, of, of, of labor, uh, the Department of Labor uh, and enforcement at the, at the um, uh, federal OSHA level. Uh, and we are uh, seeing record set. 2000, fiscal year 2022 was a record by OSHA of the most $100,000 plus enforcement actions. And we've seen just in the last three months a couple of major announcements by OSHA about new uh, enforcement authority, new enforcement policies. One of those is a big expansion of a program called the Severe Violator Enforcement Program. I think you can tell by the title, this is not something employers want to get mixed up in. Uh, but OSHA made some changes to this program in a way that looks like will about triple the number of employers that get tripped up into this program. And the grain industry has long been a favorite uh, for OSHA. Uh, at the intersection of this program. Grain hazards have been what OSHA has characterized as high emphasis hazards for purposes of the severe violator enforcement program. And because of the uh, grain emphasis programs in all of the major grain states in the country, including um, in the region that covers Ohio, um, OSHA is getting into 
um, grain facilities and, and mills um, much more often than they would otherwise, which means they're uniquely susceptible to these kinds of programs. A couple of the other big changes, um, OSHA has incre- literally increased the maximum authority it has uh, to fine employers. Uh, they've been doing this every year since 2016, but they're doing it in connection with uh, the increase in, in inflation year over year. And we know that in 2022, or 21 and 2022 uh, were two of the biggest years uh, from an inflation standpoint in the last few decades. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, OSHA's penalty authority has increased by about 15% uh, between 2021, 2022, and now the start of 2023. So OSHA fines are naturally getting bigger because of that. And then the last big thing that they announced just uh, last week Uh, is a change in the circumstances where OSHA can find what they call instance-by-instance violations. So it used to be OSHA could issue a citation for not ensuring employees wore hard hats, and there was one violation, one penalty associated with that. Well, now they've expanded the circumstances where they can uh, uh, fine you instance by instance per employee so instead of one hard hat violation it's 10 violations for each of the 10 employees not wearing their hard hats and now that $15,000 penalty has become $150,000 penalty so these are the kinds of things we're seeing during the Biden administration at OSHA that has really allowed OSHA to sharpen its teeth um, and and making the, the 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 minefield for employers all more all the more dangerous. Well, not just the employers, but let's talk about the size of the employers. You know, there's a lot of small businesses that fall into this category. Of course, we're talking about protecting some of the bigger businesses that are out there. But uh, how does this trickle down to affect our smaller producers? Yeah, I mean, I you know, yeah, I mean, o- o- OSHA has jurisdiction over that workplace, and le- unless it is a family farm, basically OSHA is allowed to conduct its inspections and issue citations. And small employers are, you know, there are things that OSHA can do. They have, um, you know, calculations and formulas for how they determine penalties, and you can get penalty discounts for smaller employers. But by and large, you know, we talked about that severe violator enforcement program, um, you know, the things like this instance by instance citation uh, philosophy. Uh, we see those doled out more for small employers than you do for larger employers. That severe violator enforcement program, more than half the employers that have been tripped up into that program over the couple of decades that that's been with us have been small employers. And many of them have been in the grain industry, as we talked about, because you know, really since 2008, OSHA has really um, had a spotlight on that industry. You know, the threat's out there, obviously, and it's probably going to get bigger when OSHA decides that it wants to bear down on any size business that it thinks that needs to. But I think we, we don't want to overlook the fact that the safety aspect is the most important thing. So if you're crossing the T's and dotting the I's on the farm, you shouldn't have to worry about that threat. So what are some of the things that you're trying to impose upon the people that you're talking to and express to them how important it is to try to stay away or out of sight from the uh, OSHA demon, if you will. Right, right. I mean, that, that's the that's the great overlap, right? If you are 
complying with OSHA regulations, hopefully that means you're providing a safe workplace. And that's the goal. Every employer I've met, every employer I've worked with shares that same interest that OSHA has. So what we're talking about today, for example, at, the, at this conference with OABA is about understanding OSHA's expectations around things like working inside of grain bins with energized equipment, um, working inside of grain bins, whether there's energized equipment or not, you know, the risk of engulfment, the risk of intensity with some of this equipment uh, you know that that's one of the responsibilities I feel like I have working with my clients is to make sure they understand the regulatory framework and if they're doing right by the regulatory requirements hopefully that means that they're providing a safe workplace for their employees and that's the goal that we all have Eric uh, we could talk about this for a long time but it's very important that our farmer producers out there regardless of the size of their business and what they do, they understand and they need to know how important it is to be safe on the farm 24-7. And some of the things that you're providing today are extremely important. I would call it a wake-up call in some cases. And then politically speaking, as you mentioned, you know, some of that may not go away regardless of what happens in the, in the political realm of things. Once they get up and they get started, it's kind of hard to pull the reins back on an organization like that uh, you know OSHA's a big dog and it's it would be tough to slow them down right that's right and and that is I mean I think wake-up call is a great great characterization of what we're doing today this issue around sweep augers really reached ahead in about 2013 um, and and we you know NGFA um, my law firm and a couple of our clients worked really closely with OSHA to develop what we call the 10 sweep auger safety principles mm -hmm. and we got OSHA to buy into that um, to, to that practice and to those particular um, uh, elements of an effective sweep auger safety program and memorialize that into you know, basically the law. It was a, a guidance document that OSHA produced and it was really effective. There was, you know, a, a, a great recognition by industry um, of that um, of that development with OSHA because OSHA had basically said hey, we don't see a safe way to do this. You're not allowed to be inside of a bin with a sweep auger. And that created a, you know, a great challenge for employers in this industry. We developed these protocols, went into effect back in 2013, and employers did a great job of, of, of embracing that, adopting that. And we saw, as a result, a really great run of a, you know, low numbers of these kinds of incidents, these engulfments and entanglements after that. It's been a while now. It's been about a decade, um, and we're starting to see those numbers creep back up. Engulfments and entanglements are striking again. OSHA is growing very concerned about it. And what I'm seeing out in the field uh, is that you know when I see these incidents and I get involved in inspections and enforcement actions that a lot of employers now have either forgotten about or never heard about those 10 sweep auger safety principles and the policy that OSHA embraced back in 2013. So that was the idea we had to talk about that today was a as a reminder and a wake-up call uh, to industry that you know you're allowed to work inside of a grain bin with an energized sweep auger but it has to be within this framework um, and if we can you know revitalize that and and renew understanding of that it's going to like, result in better compliance but also better safety so that's what we're doing here today we talked with Chris Henney, President and CEO of the Ohio Agribusiness Association, about the speakers that they bring to an event like this, and having a knowledgeable person, somebody who 
knows both sides of the fence. Eric Kahn, you've just been enlightening our audience. And if people want more information about what you do, do you have a, a website they can go to? Yeah, sure thing. We're, a, you know, the, the law firm is Con Maciel Carey. Our website is conmaciel.com. C-O-N-N-M as in Mary, A-C-I-E-L. We've got a great blog, the OSHA Defense Report blog. Uh, my mother says the articles are extremely interesting and she's not biased at all. So so check that out. And we also put on um, a, a webinar series the two, this year, the 2023 OSHA webinar series at Con Maciel Carey. Free monthly programs where we get into some hot topic uh, developing OSHA programs like the severe violator enforcement program or specific regulatory requirements like working with powered industrial trucks so I encourage you to check it out sign up for those and you know if you can't tell I'm a huge OSHA nerd I love talking about this stuff and hearing about employers experiences out in the field with OSHA so please reach out if you've got questions or just want to talk about um, your experiences with OSHA. And I'm sure they'll have a link at the Ohio Agribusiness Association website as well. Eric Kahn has been our guest. Eric, thank you so very much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. And we'll be back with more In Ohio Country today right after this. It's Apple Farm Service's Spring Super Sale. 10% off parts, toys, apparel, and more. That's 10% off your wear parts, your planning parts, tillage parts, twine, and more. Mark your calendars February 20th through March 10th. Download the catalog today. AppleFarmService.com slash catalog. Die Real Estate and Land Company specializes in farmland and recreational land throughout Ohio. A company for people who enjoy the rural lifestyle and looking to buy or sell their land. All of our land agents are members of the Realtors Land Institute and have extensive experience in farming and agricultural land business. At Die Real Estate and Land Company, We'll work with you to tailor-fit a plan that works best for you, your family, and your investments. Our services include 1031 tax-deferred exchanges, land brokerage, land auctions, and CMAs and valuations for estates and planning. We are Die Real Estate and Land Company. Call us today and visit our website at dierealestate.com. Die Real Estate and Land Company. We know the land business because we live it every day. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage from a homeowner with a single horse to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience this line of difference. Your outdoor fun starts here at Dad's Toy Shop. See us today for all of your favorite remote control land, air, and watercraft, and so much more. Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta is your one-stop shop for all of your hobby needs. Pushita Creek Steaks, naturally delicious, antibiotic and hormone-free. From fresh grass and grain-fed, free-to-roam cattle, Pushita Creek is a family-owned and operated 210-acre free-range ranch right here in Ohio. And we take the time to custom-fit your order to exactly what you want. 
for steaks, roasts, hamburger, pet treats, gifts, freezer boxes, and much more, check us out on the web at PushitaCreekSteaks.com. That's PushitaCreekSteaks.com. Welcome back to In Ohio Country today, and with me is Andy Farley with uh, State Bank. Uh, and we're here at, uh, in Wapakoneta at the Eagles uh, this morning for our annual risk management seminar and uh, uh, State Bank was uh, gracious enough to be one of our sponsors today and thanks for being with us today Andy. Appreciate it Alan. Well you know there was a couple of things we talked about here at our seminar in particular for for the farmers uh, for the producers and for agribusiness uh, programs that are available that that haven't been utilized for a while you want to just talk about those? Sure the state of Ohio um, has a interest rate discount program that farmers and ag businesses can take advantage of uh, called one is called AgLink for your operating loans and it is a uh, discount reimbursement of your interest towards uh, um, your rates that are charged by the bank because the bank is reimbursed by the state of Ohio on that. Well, it's all predicated on what the treasury rates are and so forth, and those have been kind of out of the money on what the state has wanted as their reimbursement for giving the uh, bank the interest rate discount. So now that rates have risen, those interest rate discounts are pertinent again, and the first quarter of the year, the state is granting a 2% discount on those uh, operating loans, and they have enhanced the program, so it used to be just available the first half of the year, now it's available all year long. So uh, depending on how your operation needs capital, the banks that you're with will probably um, be able to get a interest rate discount for those funds. That's right. So it's not exclusive to state bank. It's That's it's all, all, most financial institutions are participating in that. And there was one other thing that you made mention that the limits are considerably higher uh, now on this program as opposed to what they were before. Yes, they were. Um, they have increased the limits just about threefold on what they were in years prior and. Um, as I just previously mentioned, it's not predicated on the time of year. It's available to you all year long, and it's a full rate, one-year rate discount that you then renew each year. You know, something else you mentioned, uh, we talked about the Ag League program for the farmers. Uh, there's there's also something available for agribusiness, right? Uh, if you're hauling farm commodities or whatever that might be. That's correct. Now, it's the... Uh, Ohio program that's called Grow Now, and it's, it is based on employment numbers and uh, utilization of uh, either saving or creating jobs, but it is also an interest rate discount on your loan funds and allows you to uh, uh, maybe add more that you wouldn't have done and still maintain that uh, low interest rates that we enjoyed in the past. Well, Andy, you know, there's a lot going on, a lot going on in the world, and a lot going on in economics, right? And uh, uh, so I guess if somebody wanted to find out more information, where could they go? Well, um, you're certainly welcome to call us at the State Bank of Trust. Uh, we have 24 offices throughout Northwest Ohio. Um, just look us up on yourstatebank.com. Um, talk to your uh local banker at uh, any of the uh, you know folks that have should have a good bank relationship with their local banker wherever they're at and uh, we're all trying to keep up with what's happening in the economy today 
Well, Andy, thanks for being with us. Sure, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Rodak and Midway Trailers are your source for North Star truck beds. When your job is tough, you need equipment you can count on every day. North Star has built a reputation for providing truck beds that work as hard as you and can withstand your daily grind. North Star truck beds are built with the most rugged users in mind, providing years of service to any owner. Remember Rodak and Midway Trailers, your source for North Star truck beds. With three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. It's a humble idea. Use a biological process to turn a plant into a power source. From that idea came the first Poet Refinery. One biorefinery in one town turned into 27 facilities in 27 towns, creating new local jobs, producing hundreds of millions of gallons of ethanol, and providing renewable products around the world. Suddenly, that one little idea seems a whole lot bigger. See the world differently with Poet. Hello once again, everybody. We're visiting with Tad Nicholson. Tad is the executive director of the Ohio Corn and Wheat Growers Association. Tad, it's always a pleasure to visit with you, and you have something pretty important to discuss and promote this year. Yeah, you know, we really kind of discovered at the state fair when we were promoting this to consumers that uh, unleaded 88 is kind of new, and people need to understand that it's safe for your car, it's less expensive. Uh, the biggest issue is people keep talk, keep asking that question, can I put it in my car. The answer is, if you're driving something that is 2001, manufactured 2001 or newer, the answer is yes. Well, we've had that experience with uh, uh, ethanol in the past, and this is just using that uh, that product from corn a little bit differently. That's right. You know, we've been used to uh, unle- uh, E85. That's a product that goes into, that's this yellow handle. It goes into uh, flex fuel vehicles. This blue handle is really what we want people to understand now. That one can go into any vehicle, 20 uh, 2001 and newer. It's called unleaded 88 and it has 15% ethanol in it, which makes it less expensive than uh, 87. Higher octane, uh, lower cost. It's a win-win. You have a lot of questions from uh, not only farmers, but uh, consumers. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of new because it's not everywhere. It's not just mainstream now. We don't see it in every station. So that's part of the work of the Ohio Corn Checkoff is to help promote that and to expand that throughout the state. Okay, Tad Nicholson has been a guest. Tad, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Gary. And stay with us. Back with more right after this. Attention farmers, Alan Davis from Alan Davis Insurance Agency reminds you that March 15th is the deadline to buy or make changes for multi-parallel crop insurance coverage for spring crops. You can make changes, add coverages, add crops, add counties, and increase your levels of coverage. Call today and take the time to discuss multi-policy discounts and total farm protection. Alan Davis Insurance Agency. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. It's Apple Farm Service's Spring Super Sale. 10% off parts, toys, apparel, and more. That's 10% off your wear parts, your planning parts, tillage parts, twine, and more. Mark your calendars February 20th through March 10th. Download the catalog today. AppleFarmService.com slash catalog. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and our radio program, our TV show, and our podcast are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry here in the Buckeye State. We celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast stations. 
And once again, don't miss our award-winning TV show, seen weekly on a station near you. Once again, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.